This episode is sponsored by the Learn Jazz Standards Inner Circle. If your goal is to level up your jazz playing this year and feel confident improvising over jazz standards, the Inner Circle has everything you need and more. With monthly jazz standard studies, a library of powerful courses, and a vibrant community of like-minded musicians, you're guaranteed to improve your playing every single month. Podcast listeners can get 50% off their first month when you go to ljsinnercircle.com. That's ljsinnercircle.com or find the link in the show notes. Now, on to today's episode. One of the most common questions I get from Learn Jazz Standards subscribers is, what scales do I play over this chord? Or what scales do I play over this chord progression? What scales can I use in order to improvise? And while I understand that that question is coming from a good place of wanting to improve, of wanting to become a better jazz improviser, scales are often not the answer for creating great melodic jazz solos. However, I don't believe that we should throw scales out altogether in the right hands used the right way. They can be used creatively and melodically. And so in today's lesson, this next lesson of Jazz Standards Month on the LJS podcast, we're going to be taking a scale that we all know and love, the pentatonic scale, and applying it over the popular jazz standard, Just Friends, to make it more musical, to help us use this scale effectively. Let's do this thing. Welcome to the LJS Podcast, where you get weekly jazz tips, interviews, stories, and advice for becoming a better jazz musician. And now your host, he's a jazz musician, author, and entrepreneur, Brent Bartstra. What's up, everybody? Brent here from LearnJazzStandards.com, which is a blog, a podcast, and videos all geared towards helping you become a better jazz musician. Thanks for being here. I really do appreciate it. Excited to dig in today's lesson. Uh, Know that you're going to get a lot, whether you're driving right now, uh, making your car, your classroom, or you're out at the gym, you're out on your run, you're going for a walk. Just happy that you're spending a little bit of time with me. And we are celebrating this month, this month of May 2019. We're celebrating Jazz Standards Month, which is where we're really digging into jazz standards, not only trying to understand them better, but understand how we can improvise over them better, which is really what we're talking about in today's episode. Now, today's lesson on making pentatonic scales musical over just friends comes straight out of my ebook and companion course, The Jazz Standards Playbook Volume 2, which is coming out this month at the end of the month on Sunday, May 26th. 2019. Now, this is a really exciting book. If you're familiar with Volume 1, which came out last year, uh, it's another study of a 10 more jazz standards studies where we go in-depth with chord analysis, uh, chord maps, guide tone charts, and improv lessons to help us improvise over these jazz standards. And these jazz standards really uh, help take us to the next level of understanding jazz harmony. And there is a companion course as well to go along with it uh, for those interested. You might be wondering, well, what jazz standards are going to be studied in this book? And that is Alone Together, Days of Wine and Roses, Solar, Someday My Prince Will Come, Take the A-Train, The Girl from Ipanema, There Will Never Be Another You, Tune Up, what is this thing called love? And of course, just friends, which is what we're going to be talking a little bit about today. So I'm just so excited to launch this thing out in the world and just to share this with you. And so if you're thinking that you might be interested in this, uh, go ahead and get signed up for the early bird list. Uh, you can find that at the Jazz Standards Playbook 2, that's the number 2.com, the Jazz Standards Playbook 2.com. 
com and there you can sign up for the early bird list and of course if you're listening to this podcast in the future past may 26th uh, then just go to that same uh, website that i just gave you and you'll be able to uh, get signed up get and purchase that book uh, and if you want get signed up for the companion course as well. So like I said, Just Friends is one of the songs that we study in the Jazz Standards Playbook Volume 2. And one of the things that I include with every single Jazz Standards study is an improv lesson to help you improvise better over that particular Jazz Standard or just to apply an improv concept over top of that Jazz Standard. And the one that I do on Just Friends is pentatonic scales and how to make them musical over top of it. So without further ado, let's jump right into this lesson. So if you're familiar with this podcast and uh, what I talk about often about scales on this podcast, you know that my philosophy on them is that scales are not musical in and of themselves. And like I said in the intro, in the wrong hands, uh, scales can just be the most unmusical things ever. And while I do think that chord scale theory is important and we uh, can really use chord scale theory to understand you know some ideas of what to play we don't ever really want to play just scales by themselves over top of chords or chord progressions we want to figure out ways to make them musical but i like to think about scales as quote unquote pitch collections and the reason i like that is because pitch collections and thinking of scales that way helps us understand that these are just different ways to conceptualize note choices that we have to play over a chord or chord progression. It's not that we would play them uh, linearly, like you know, in a row, like C, D, E, F, G. We don't play like that. We just understand that these are the different pitches, the different tones that we can play with, that we can combine to create actual melodies. So it can be helpful to use different scales to conceptualize ideas. And in the Jazz Singers Playbook Volume 2, uh, we do a few lessons like this uh, because it is important. It is helpful to do this. So the scale I want to talk about today is the pentatonic scale. But before we do that, let's go over a quick chords analysis over the first eight bars of Just Friends because that's what we're going to be applying uh, the pentatonic scale over top of. So the first eight bars of Just Friends, and I'll be sure to explain this very well to help you visualize this mentally wherever you're at right now, but I'll also put uh, the first eight bars of the color-coded chords analysis that I have uh, on the show notes today. So you can find that at learnjazzstandards.com forward slash episode 167 if you want to get a visual on this. So Just in case uh, you're not familiar with Just Friends, really important jazz standard to know. Sounds like this. Okay, so that's just actually that was the last eight bars, not the first eight bars. But uh, that is just friends if you're not familiar with it. Okay, so the thing that makes uh, just friends a little bit unique, and I actually tell a really funny, embarrassing story about this in the book, uh, is that it starts uh, on the four chords. Okay, so uh, we are looking at this. In this song in the key of concert G major. There's two common keys for just friends. It's concert G major and concert F major. So we're doing G major for our purposes here. So it actually starts on the four chord. So what's the four chord in G major? Here's here's a G major seven. It starts on the four. 
So that's C major seven. So it starts on C major seven. Uh, I have this color coded blue uh, in the analysis, and that simply just means uh, that it's related to the parent key center, which is G. So we have uh, C major seven to start with. Now in bar three, we hit this note right here. What note is that? That is the flat three, okay? So now we're doing a C minor seven. So it almost sounds like we're going to the uh, parallel minor here. Right? So C minor seven. Now in the analysis, I have this a two five of major three from the parallel minor, okay? Now, just to make sure that you understand what parallel minor means, uh, if we have the key of G major, that is the parent major key. The parallel minor of G major would be G minor, right? So the same root note. So the same root note, but it's a minor key. That's what the parallel minor is. So when we have a C minor seven, and then we have an F seven in the next bar, that's almost as if, that sounds like a two, five going to B flat major seven, right? Now it doesn't resolve there. That's not what happens at all. It goes C major, right? C minor seven, F seven, okay? But we're still doing this uh, approach to B flat major seemingly here. So I call this a two five of three of the parallel minor. So if we have G minor as our parallel minor, what is the three chord of G, okay? G, that's the one chord. Two chord is minor seven flat five, right? G minor, A minor seven flat five. B flat major seven is the three chord. It's a major seventh chord. So G minor seven is the one chord. A minor seven flat five is the two chord in the series, the diatonic series of minor. And then B flat major seven is the three chord, right? So that makes sense. So it's a two, five of three in the parallel minor. So we call this modal interchange where we're borrowing chords from the parallel minor of the major key. The major key in this case being G major seven. Now, if this is really complex theory for you, don't freak out. Don't get worried. Uh, I make this simpler uh, and in the book, of course, but don't get overwhelmed by this. We also call this a backdoor dominant chord progression here. Uh, backdoor dominance, we've talked about this on this podcast before, what that is. Uh, but simply, the idea of a backdoor dominant, just the very simplest terms, is the backdoor dominant is essentially the flat seven, the flat seven dominant seven, so the dominant flat seven of the major key center, okay? So the parent major key center. So the parent key is G major seven. A whole step down from G major seven is F, right? Now, if we make that a dominant seventh chord, that is what the backdoor dominant is. So F seven to G major seven. So the F seven is replacing the five chord of G major seven. What's the five chord of G major seven? It's D7, right? Now, there's reasons for this. It shares common chord tones. Again, it's related to the parallel minor of G major, right? So it's boring these chords. So we have a C minor 7, F7. That's what I call a backdoor 2-5 to the 1 major, which is G major, okay? Now, that sounds like rocket science to you. Don't worry about this. We start with the C major 7, which is the 4 chord of G major, now this two five of three in the parallel major or the parallel minor rather, which is also the back door two five to one major, and then in bar five we resolve 
to G major seven finally. Right? So the interesting thing about this is we don't actually hit the tonic one chord of Just Friends until bar five. It's kind of weird. That's what makes Just Friends very unique. So we have the four chord and then the back door two five to G major seven. Okay, we play that for two bars. Then we go B flat minor seven. E flat seven. Now, in the chords analysis, if you're able to look at it, I have a color coded yellow, which represents the key of A flat major. Now, A flat major is is absolutely not related to G major in any way, right? That's a chromatic half step up. Okay. The reason this really works is because the next chords after this are A minor seven, D seven, which is the two five of of G major seven. We call this a chromatic two five. So we have. That's G major seven, B flat minor seven, E flat seven. That's a chromatic half step, a two five chromatic above the next two chords, which are A minor seven, D seven. Right? So, right? So it's this chromatic leading into one another that makes this work very well. So again, that's a 2-5 of A-flat major, but it's functioning as a chromatic 2-5, just a chromatic half step above the I A minor 7 and the D7 that come next in the song. So again, just a little review of these eight bars here. We got C major 7, which is the four chord, then the C minor 7, F7, which are the 2-5 of the 3 of the parallel minor. That's B-flat major. But we don't resolve to the B-flat major. We resolve to a G major 7 in bar 5, which is the 1 chord, the tonic 1 chord. That means that C minor 7 and F7 are functioning as a backdoor 2-5 to get to the 1 major. Again, that F7 is the chord that's replacing the 5 chord of the G major 7 in order to resolve to it. Okay, then we have a B flat minor seven, E flat seven. Now that's a two five of A flat major that doesn't resolve, but it's really functioning as a chromatic two five that leads into the two five in bars nine and ten. Okay, does that make sense? Probably a little easier to see than to hear, but that's what's going on in this song. This is going to be important for what we're about to apply to it, which is, of course, the pentatonic scales. But understanding how this works is important. One more note before we move on to the pentatonic scale application is listen to the, mel the melodic movement here. Right? So it's actually the same melodic phrase, just transposed essentially into a different key. That's why all this works so well, this major to minor movement going back and forth here. All right, so melody is always important to consider when you're also analyzing chord changes. Uh, we talk about that a lot in the Girl from Ipanema study because that, whew, that has a lot to do with the bridge because uh, the bridge is really hard to analyze, but I digress. Let's move on to pentatonic analysis over this. Really quickly, let's just go over what the pentatonic scale is. For those of you who aren't familiar, even though I know many of you already are, pentatonic scale is a five-note scale, hence penta, and there's two kinds. There's the major pentatonic scale, and there's the minor pentatonic scale. So just for example here, a, C, a concert C major pentatonic scale is... 
uh, two octaves. Right, we're familiar with those sounds, so that would be C, D, E, G, A, right? Okay, now that's major. Now, if we have a minor pentatonic scale, obviously we're flatting the third here, okay? So we have C flat three, which is E flat. So let's listen to it first, right? One, two, three, four, five, and here's two octaves. Right? We recognize this from the blues and all this good stuff. I mean, a lot of us are familiar with pentatonic scales. So that's C, E flat, F, G, and then B flat. Right? That's the flat seven in there. So the big difference is, of course, the flat three and the flat seven. That's the difference between a minor seventh chord and a major seventh chord right there. So essentially, over top of just friends, what we're going to do is apply major pentatonic scales where we see major chords, major seventh chords, and minor seventh chords, uh, where, or sorry, minor pentatonic scales where we see C minor chords, minor seventh chords. So of course, over the four chord, C major seven, right? That's the major pentatonic. Over C minor, we have the minor pentatonic. Now, of course, we have a C minor seven, F7, but guess what? The minor pentatonic notes all work over F7 as well. Right? If anything, you just hear a little bit of a sus sound for a second if you land on top of that B flat there. Um, okay, then we have the G major chord. That's the parent tonic, the one chord. So what do we play there? This G major pentatonic scale. Then we have B flat minor pentatonic, E flat. Okay, so... Uh, so B flat minor pentatonic, and then E flat seven. Again, same concept applies. That's the five chord there, but those notes work just fine over top of the E flat seven as well. So to make this, to start making this musical though, right? Because these are just pentatonic scales. What we need to do is start voice leading them together. Now, in case you're not familiar with voice leading, this means that we are going to connect one scale to the nearest chord tone of the following scale. So for example, and by the way, I have this in the show notes. It's called Just Friends Pentatonic Note Map. Okay, Just Friends Pentatonic Note Map. This is where I'm basically playing the pentatonic scales and then voice leading them, connecting them together. And I'm going to play the piano recording in just one second. But for example, when we talk about voice leading, uh, let's play C major seven, the C major pentatonic scale for two bars as it is in the pentatonic note map that I have. It's C, D, E, G, A, B, D, E. Okay, going up a little bit to the second octave there. Now the next note of the C minor, to, to connect C minor pentatonic, the closest note we ended on an E natural would be E flat, right? Because that's the third of C minor seven, and that's really the closest note I can think of that will connect them together. Now, of course, that means that we aren't starting on the root, and we don't want to think of scales as starting on the root anyways. So that's why voice leading scales together is a good first starting point for us to start making them musical. So then we have E flat. So we have E flat, C, B flat, G, F natural, E flat, C, and 
then I go back up to the E again, because that's all over top of the F7 there. Okay, so I ha have that C minor pentatonic over both of those chords. All right, now then, the next one is G major seven. That's the G major pentatonic scale. So we ended on an E flat. So the next nearest note for me to get to the G major pentatonic is D. Now D is, of course, the fifth tone of G major, of the G major pentatonic scale. So we're basically just continuing the G major pentatonic scale starting from the fifth. So D, E natural, G, A, and then we have B, D, E, G, right? So you see how voice leading works? So let me play this piano recording. This comes out of the book as well. Uh, big thanks to Brett Pontecorvo, who does all of my piano recordings uh, for the books. I always use a piano and not a guitar because, of course, my books are for all instruments. And the piano is just, uh, in my opinion, sorry, guitar players, a better way to... Um, you know, listen to a, a neutral sound of musical examples. So uh, let me play that for you. This is the pentatonic note map. We're voice leading those major and minor pentatonics over the form, the first eight bars of Just Friends. Here it is. Okay, so you see how that sounded there? So they all connected together. So right away, and the thing that makes the pentatonic scale a little bit more musical, in my opinion, than some other scales, uh, is the fact that it's only dealing with these five notes, and they just sort of have this melodic quality about them in the first place. So then when you voice lead them together over, the, over these different chord changes and apply them over different their, their different roots that we have, it really has more of a musical sound to it. So even just from this basic level of voice leading this, the, the pentatonic scales together, it's already starting to sound better than just playing scales. So one more time, let's listen to that. So if you want to start using scales with improvisation, I mean, think more in this direction rather than just, okay, play this scale and then this scale and this scale. Figure out at the very least how you can connect them together. But of course, uh, I wouldn't stop there by any means. I mean, this is not going to be acceptable for me or for you as far as improvising. Again, right now, all we're really doing is identifying the pitch collections, the pitch collections uh, in the terms of using pentatonics over top of these particular chord changes of the first eight bars of Just Friends. So we want to start figuring out how to make this a little bit more musical, but still apply what we know about applying pentatonic scales to these chord changes. So a big theme that I talk about, and we do this over multiple different improv lessons, is motivic development. Um, we did cover that in the Jazz Standards Playbook Volume two, uh, Volume 1 as well, but just on the very basic level, and I really take it to the next level in this book. And so one thing that uh, I do in this improv lesson with the pentatonic scales is apply motific development, uh, several different kinds, several different approaches of motific development. So just in case you're not familiar with motific development and what that means, basically a motif is just a melodic idea that is re repeated 
uh, multiple times as as a theme over a piece of music or an improvisation in our particular case. So development, so motific development, is simply taking that melodic idea and developing it ever so slightly uh, to fit a different musical context, okay? So one kind of motific development uh, would be to, to simply compose a, a melody, a melodic idea, and just transpose that, in this case, using only pentatonic notes, transpose that over the other chord changes. So in the show notes, uh, I have an example here where I transpose this melodic idea that sounds like this. Okay, so that's over a C major 7 using major pentatonic notes. Right? And then I simply take that same idea and I apply it over the C minor 7th chord and just, you know, change the notes so that they work for a minor 7th chord and then so on and so forth. So here's the piano recording of this one and what it sounds like. Okay, so we're trying to develop a theme here with motivic development using pentatonic scales over these chord changes, right? So that's one kind of motivic development. I guess we call them, we call, I call this copy and paste motivic development, where you're just simply taking one and just transposing it to another key or to fit another chord, uh, chord quality context here. So the next one that I want to show you is what I call a minimal motivic develop minimal movement motivic development so what this does is i really examine the melodic idea which we're going to start out with that same melodic idea that i just showed you and then when we apply it to the other chord progressions i try to only move the notes as little as possible so it's not completely transposing it but it's only having it move as little as possible. In this case, I do use a few notes outside of the pentatonic scales, but they're still strongly based in the pentatonic scales. Again, I have this in the show notes, this example, but listen to this as you can get the idea of what I'm talking about. Okay, so did you hear that? In my opinion, this is an even more musical uh, version of the last one because now not only are we developing a theme here using those pentatonic scales, we're starting to just figure out, well, how can I just tweak that melody just a little bit to create more of a melody out of it? So that's minimal movement, minimal movement. Um, I I love minimal movement because it really does challenge you to think strongly. Now, uh, another theme that I talk about in the Jazz Snares Playbook Volume 2 a lot is composition. Composition being uh, a a way to start practicing improvisation. Uh, A a good starting point, really, because oftentimes we we think about composition as different from improvisation, and it's really not. It's really not. In fact, uh, you probably heard it before. Composition is simply improvisation slowed down, or uh, improvisation, rather, is composition sped up, right? Because really, when we're improvising, we are composing. We're just doing it in the moment on the fly really fast. And when we're composing, we're giving ourselves the opportunity to slow things down. So what I love to do, too, is to take uh, stipulations, things that are confining us, like pentatonic scales, like motific development, 
and, and using those as composition tools to help us create great melodies. And if we practice doing this, then think about you know how more natural this can become for our improvisation later on down the road. If we're constantly practicing this, then we're we're able to start taking these ideas into the real time. You just have to, it just takes time and pressure, right? Becoming a great improviser isn't easy or fast, okay? Um, so I do go over some more kinds of motivic development, but we'll just stop there for now. I don't want to overload you with too much information. So the main themes today are understanding the first eight bars of Just Friends, which we went over in the chords analysis. Then we're taking a scale like pen, the pentatonic scale, which can be a musical scale, but it's not musical by itself. And then we're connecting those scales together, just using major and minor pentatonic scales using voice leading. That's the pentatonic note map I shared with you. And you could already hear how just doing that made those scales a little bit more musical by just connecting them together and not starting them in, in a completely linear fashion from you know the first note to the last note sort of a deal. Then we start applying motivic development. So we did we we compose a melodic theme, and then we did the first one that I showed you was a transposed one, where we literally just transposed that same theme over top of the other chord progressions there. And then I did that minimal movement one, where it's kind of even the next step to making it musical. So what I want you to do, and your call for action this week, is to try this out. What I want you to do is take the first eight bars of Just Friends and practice with pentatonic scales, composing little ideas over them and seeing if you can use mostly, if not all, pentatonic scale notes and take little melodic ideas and tweak them a little bit over top of those first eight bars to create themes, right? So spend some time, just that's, if that's anything you take from this episode today, just simply take that. Just try it out and see what kind of ideas you can come up with. That's what I love about practicing in the practice room is you can tweak things and slow things down and experiment. Experimenting is really the heart of improvisation, okay? So take those ideas, pentatonic scales over just friends, the first eight bars, and create some different motific ideas over top of those and see what you can come up with. I think that'll be really interesting. All right, that's all for today's show. Hope you enjoyed that. Hope you got something out of today's lesson. Hope that you take action on this today because at the end of the day, if you don't take action, nothing much is really going to come out of it, okay? So take action for me. And, uh, you know, understanding jazz standards, how they work so that we can apply lessons like this over top of them is of utmost importance to me. Of course, there's that side of just learning things by ear, understanding jazz language, but I do believe that some of this more left brain stuff is also really important to help us take things to the next level. And so, like I said, the Jazz Standards Playbook Volume 2, it's coming out at the end of this month. That's May 26th, Sunday, May 26th, 2019. Um, and if you're listening in the future and it's past that, it'll already be out for you there. It's an ebook and companion course. Really excited about this. So, if you want to go on the early bird list, uh, go to um, the Jazz Standards Playbook. Two.com, the Jazz Standards Playbook 2.com. You can get signed up there to get notified when that comes out uh, there as well. All right. So that's all for today's lesson. We're going to be coming out with another great lesson uh, based on Jazz Standards for Jazz Standards Month, a third lesson of Jazz Standards Month next week. Uh, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast. It's really important that you're subscribed so that you don't miss out on anything that's going on this month or, of course, in the future on the show. I look forward to seeing you back next time. Thanks for listening to the LJS Podcast. 
Brought to you by LearnJazzStandards.com. Subscribe to the series on iTunes. And don't forget to join our jazz community at LearnJazzStandards.com forward slash newsletter. Hey, podcast listener, would you like to ask me a jazz question and get it answered here on the show? Then go to LearnJazzStandards.com forward slash ask. That's LearnJazzStandards.com forward slash ask. I look forward to hearing your question and answering it on a future podcast episode. LearnJazzStandards.com forward slash ask or find the link in today's show notes.